Welcome to Ford and Vegas, a pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. I'm Ford and I'm joined by the other guy, Vegas. Vegas? I'm here, yeah. Yeah, finally you weren't a jerk off and do the show without me. Oh, please. please. I, mean, I've been a, I mean, I've been available. Uh, I just haven't got the call. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then I then I see on the Facebook of PWP Nation, I'm like, oh, hey, there's yeah. Ford. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? I didn't call you at all. No. Not you once. Had no yeah. You had not no idea. One, nope. My phone never rang. Never rang. So before we nope. get into it, uh, just to kind of give everyone a, he- a heads up, we're, we're, we are beginning to make these shows shorter, and we're going to try to do them more frequently. 15 minutes, and we're out of here. Hard stop. So let's get right to it. Vegas, you have not been on this show because you have refused to come on this show since CM Punk was uh, unceremoniously fired from AEW in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday, a couple of hours before collision in Chicago. So we haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't been enlightened by your opinion of the news of the story. So why don't you share with us your thoughts and your feelings about Phil Brooks, CM Punk being fired from AEW? Well, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't want to come on. It's that I never got the call. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Yeah, CM Punk, uh, Phil Brooks, my guy, uh, gets fired. Now, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I don't have inside sources. All I can read is what everybody else can read. And, I mean, the ratings are obvious. I mean, the the shows, uh, nobody's buying tickets. Nobody's attending. Nobody's doing anything. So yeah, the ratings, I, ratings are not bad. The ratings well, aren't, aren't an issue right now, but definitely they have a lack of attendance uh, yeah. going on in America for sure. So, and it's and WB is doing fine. So, London uh, anymore, Toto. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he should have been fired. I, I don't. And if you are going to fire him, which you did, you should fire Jungle Boy. Get Jack Perry out of there. Uh, I know he was hot. I know he was doing great. But if you're going to do that, you're a little, you know, whiny crybaby kid uh, that don't doesn't respect the business. But CM Punk shouldn't have gotten fired. Now, if he did lunge it at Tony Khan and like grabbed him and was going to punch him, whatever, then fine. I guess I can understand. Yes, you can't. After, you can't go after your boss and live to tell about it. You couldn't oh. do it at your job. I couldn't do it at my job. So if that is indeed what did transpire, regardless. Of what it does not matter what happened, doesn't matter what led up to that, unless of course Tony Khan attacked CM Punk first, which we know that didn't happen. So no matter what happens before that, the moment you lunge after or go after or attack your boss, yeah, not not even a union could save you. Yeah, well, welcome, you know, wrestling in the 80s and 90s, people punched their bosses and, and lived to tell about it. And I'm not talking about McMahon Stone Cold, I'm talking about shoot, uh, going after your bosses. So it, the problem is we live in a society with thin skin, regardless of where, where you're at in society, professional wrestling, uh, regular jobs, car salesmen, you know, fashion accessories, you know, designers, whatever, we're all soft. When you, that, when you say thin skin, no one's skin is thinner than CM Punk's. I agree. 
And that's I agree. The problem why we're in, we were either are we are even talking about this right now is because of CM Punk's thin skin. Well, yes, but ultimately we don't know what happened. Obviously, what happened before Jungle Boy. Uh, I think you know he threw a shot at CM Punk because he used real glass uh, instead of the sugar glass or whatever that you're supposed to use, and he got cut up pretty bad. So uh, you know. It is what it is. CM Punk's gone. AEW's going to have to live with it. He's not going back to WWE, so all you WWE marks can shut the F up. Yeah, he's, I don't think they want him back. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to go to Impact, because I don't think they really want the headache, but he might. No, uh, they would definitely, Impact would definitely take him. So would uh, Billy Corgan. Well, yeah. But I don't, we'll, we'll see what happens if he goes there. Uh, he definitely won't be going over to Japan, uh, even though I'd like to still see CM Punk versus Kenta. I think he might, do, yeah, he might do the G1 maybe next year. Maybe. I, but yeah, but look at him. I, I don't think he could I don't think he could live up to the G1 uh having those many matches in those many days. I mean, it wouldn't be they wouldn't he wouldn't go out there every night and have a five star banger. Uh he he no. couldn't do that. He hasn't really done that in AEW. But um he could work um the G1 once, and that would be the end of it. But he is 44 years old. Him and Samoa Joe both are 44. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, Tanahashi's working it, and he's got no knees, and he's uh, 45, 46 true. probably. So, I That's think true. I think CM Punk could do one G1 tour next year. I I I I would I would um. I would, uh, how can I say that? I don't want to say expect, but um, I would think that if he wanted to do it, they would let him do it. And apparently he wants to do a G1. So I could see I mean, that happening next year. I mean, they would definitely let him do it because I, I don't even know if he's ever wrestled in Japan uh, that I that off the top of my head, he might have uh, once or twice, but I don't think he has. Uh, and if he has, it's been a long time. So the, the attendance would be there. You would get people to buy tickets to go see CM Punk. That's for sure. Um, especially just imagine how many matches he could have, uh, you know, with Okada and Naito and Sonata. Yeah, it would all depend on the block if you did the G1. Well, but, yeah, obviously it's a it's a work, Jack. I mean, they could set it up the way they wanted to. They could set it up any way they <laughs> want. Yes. Yeah. But he's fired. <clears throat> we move on. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't here's the thing you know and we'll put a we'll put a bow on it tony khan i think everyone needs to remember this he doesn't need a reason he can fire anybody it's True. his company at the end of the day it is his company if he wants to fire cm punk you fire cm punk now, I will say this. Somebody did send me a text message the other day. We talked about the CM Punk situation. And I'm going to read you his text. And I think he's right. He was criticizing, he being the person that texted me. I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so I won't say his name. But he was being critical of the... Tony Khan PSA that he did at the beginning of collision 
that Saturday night. And he, being the friend, said, quote, Khan should have come out and said, fuck CM Punk, I'm the boss, and if you try to take a swing at me, you're done, end quote. Instead of Tony Khan coming out there, and it, 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 it might not have been hyperbole, he might have been really fearful, but he used some words that we would describe as a little bit of a bitch, a little bit uh, kind of bitchy with his fearful, fear for my life. Uh, that was kind of, you know. But I think it would have been a much better message had he come out there and said, I agree with this guy. You don't take a swing at me and live to tell the tale. You're out of here. Fuck Phil Brooks, fuck CM Punk, and that's it. So I wish he would have done a little better on his PSA, but I understand that uh, we live in a different, different world, even in pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, realistically, he didn't need to come out at all and say anything. No, he didn't. <laughs> He came up with the statement, and that was enough. Yes. I mean, the statement was fine, but he chose to start the show, and he chose to use those words. Yeah. Which, you know, like I said, they're his feelings. And maybe he did fear fear for his life or his safety. But in his opinion, other people should not have to endure that. They're just going to work. It's It's a fact. And uh, CM Punk's been nothing but a problem. Vegas, you missed it because you weren't here. But I said, this is a business that it's what have you done for me lately? And all CM Punk has done for AEW lately is fight with people in the locker room and get hurt. And when all you're doing is starting problems in the locker room and getting hurt, you're expendable. And CM Punk... It's just a spoke on the wheel, as he said in the pipe bomb, and that wheel's going to keep on turning. And it has. So I'm glad that you uh, were able to get your opinion in here, Vegas, on the CM Puck situation. And, and we will continue to keep a watchful eye on where he ends up, because wherever it may be, I shall be interested, because I am interested in CM Punk. But I'm also not interested. I'm not interested to the point where, well, CM Punk's not around, so I'm not watching anymore because I still watch AEW. But I will be interested to see what he does next if it's anything involved in, in wrestling. So, all right. Now that we got that out of the way, on this podcast, we like to uh, dissect, talk about, discuss, and we have four minutes, Vegas. We like to yep. uh, discuss <laughs> uh, the cage match ratings. So we'll do it quick here for Dynamite last night. The show opened up with the AEW International title match. John Moxley defeating Big Bill with uh, Ricky Starks in 11 minutes and 27 seconds. A 6.94 on the cage match scale. Remember, it goes up to 10. The AEW uh, Women's World Title Grand Slam four-way eliminator match. Tony Storm, who's becoming my favorite gimmick in wrestling, 
defeated Britt Baker, Dr. Uh, DMD, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Hikaru Shida, and Nyla Rose in six minutes and 24 seconds. Thank God it was short. 5.29. Yes, the lowest rated match on the show, again, featuring Vagina as the act. It's a thing that happens every single week, and people wonder why we don't have more than one women match a week. This is why. The next match was uh, Adam Page and Brian Cage, 12 minutes and four seconds, a 7.32. Vegas, did you see any of this show? Uh, I actually saw all of the show. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yep. What do you think the highest rated match of the show was? <clears throat> uh, man, I mean, I, I would probably say the main event, Samoa Joe and Roddick Strong. Right. Yes, it was the main event. I'll tell you what the score was in a second. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne defeated Angelo Parker and Matt Menard. Seven minutes and 39 seconds. A 5.37. Still slightly better than the women's match. And in the main event, the AEW World Title Grand Slam Eliminator Tournament final match. Samoa Joe defeated Roderick Strong in 11 minutes and 3 seconds. And it was the highest rated show, of the a match of the show. A 7.33. That's right. It beat the 7.32 that Adam Page and Brian Cage was earlier in the evening. Um, I will also state that the Prince Nana dance got a 10.0 on Cage Match. Yeah. And and the uh, the MJF uh, Steiner math was the greatest uh, segment of the of the yeah. whole show. Yes. Um, somehow, some way, they found a way to only put 2,667 people in this building. Uh, it is an NBA size arena, and only 2,600 people showed up. It was not a large crowd. A 7.54 for this show last night. That is down. I'll tell you what that's down from because I think last week's dynamite. 205 that is down from the 7.70 from the week before so not much of a of a decline but still a decline but the the real decline is not in the fucking cage match ratings the real decline is in this attendance here in, in North America but guess what folks it's not the 80s it's not even the 90s it ain't the 70s the 60s the 50s the 40s or the 30s attendance is not the main number anymore in fact all of our money is made off of TV so, but just 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 a real quick bit about uh, the attendance. They're running the same fucking markets. Too much. They've been in Ohio seventeen times since the start of the year. Too They've much. Been, I mean, market, yeah, right? too much Midwest. Like, go somewhere else. Go to Montana. At least yeah. if you draw two thousand people in Montana, you're doing something right. We did get tickets to Collision and Full Gear, the pay per view that's coming here in LA to LA. Uh, in November, we did get the combo day, uh, combo night uh, special. So we are going to Collision on Friday night, and then we are going to the pay per view on Saturday night. So that will be uh, that'll be my first AEW pay per view. It of course is not Vegas's first AEW pay per view. He's been to a few, but um, that's it, Vegas. That's all we have time for. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna go to we're gonna go to Collision on a Friday. It's gonna be yeah. weird as hell. Collision on a Friday and a pay-per-view on a Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. And they're taping Rampage on Friday or Rampage Live Collision. After I I don't know what they're doing, but it's going to be weird. 
pretty good house so far, I think. Uh, they might end doing okay. They should get the oh, double digits, but yeah, they'll do fine because they don't run LA often. So you're going to get a, a decent crowd. It's not don't, Ohio. Yeah, don't forget uh, Friday night rampage tomorrow night. Jared's on the card. Don't forget to watch it. Oh yeah, I, mean, I have to because you're a Jared Mark, oh, yeah. and it's good for my fantasy, uh, my fantasy team because the Lucha Bros are going. Yeah, yeah, I have that yeah. as my background there, Jared. Uh, Love a good Jarrett match. All right, Vegas. Uh, I'm Ford. He's Vegas. Uh, This has been Ford in Vegas, a pro wrestling podcast right here on the PWP Nation uh, Facebook page. I don't think it's on the the, the Twitter. Might be. Probably not. But uh, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time uh, right here on Ford in Vegas, a pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. Vegas, any last words? Thanks for inviting me this time.